0: Welcome to another episode of The Doug Serravo Show. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to discuss the National Football League, the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, and the NBA on The Doug Serravo Show up next. Good afternoon, guys. It is October 5th. Boy, the New York Giants and the New York Jets are a disaster. For real. Both teams are combined 0 and 8. Hold on, I want to say. Welcome to another episode of the Doug Sharavo show. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to discuss the National Football League, the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, and the NBA on the Doug Sharavo show. Up next. Good afternoon, guys. And today's episode is going to be a little different. Now, normally we do this live on Facebook, 8 p.m. every Monday, but Brandon, Madison, and I want to go to a bar, and we're going to watch the Rays-Yankee game. You know, being from Jersey, it's hard for me to always watch my Tampa Bay Rays, and it's postseason time, so we figured... I'll just do my show this afternoon And we're gonna go watch the game tonight Maybe we'll have like a video, a vlog, or something like that But we have a lot to get to today as I mentioned in the intro We're gonna discuss the New York Jets and the Giants Yankees and Rays face off in the ALDS Marlins and Braves face off in the NLDS A's look to defeat the Astros NBA Finals Game 3 NHL Draft is tomorrow Free Agency is Friday So we have a lot to get to today But first, I want to start with the New York Giants. Obviously, we know the New York Jets are a disaster. That we know. And Sam Darnold, great quarterback. I think he could definitely take this Jets team to the postseason in years to come. They need to get him talent. They need to get him receivers. They need to get rid of Adam Gase. We know the issue with the Jets. But the New York Giants, it seems like it's the same thing year after year. Saquon Barkley goes down to another injury. It's honestly painful because I don't want him to be that quarterback where he retires at age thirty. I don't want I don't want that to happen. Both teams are combined zero and eight, but yeah, there's a plus for the Giants. They're in an awful division. If you look at the standings, you have the Eagles one two and one, and then you have the Redskins. I mean, the football team the cowboys 1 and 3 giants are in, uh, giants are 0 and 4 so realistically this giants team is still alive as bad as that sounds as crazy as that sounds this giants team is still alive all they have to win is two three games in a row now it's possible they looked good against this rams team they just couldn't get the points I think Devonta Freeman is going to be a huge improvement. Not improvement, but I think he's going to help the Giants' offense. Daniel Jones played decent yesterday. Not his worst, not his best. I think his best was against Tampa Bay last year, where they came back and they won that game. But both teams are combined 0-8. The Giants, I thought they played well yesterday. Same thing with the Jets. They played well on Thursday night against Brett Rippian as a quarterback and the Denver Broncos. The Jets played well. They didn't fall apart. They lost maybe by 7 points, 12 points, I believe. I think it was 37-28. Giants 17-9. to Giants could have won that game. And I think they've been playing good football. But, you know, Judge Joe Judge, rookie rookie coach... Time to improve, I'll give him a few years, see where it goes. I think this is a Giants team that could build a culture and build something. But this is what Joe Judge had to say after yesterday's game.
1: We came up a little short today. Uh, I'm proud of the way our guys fought. I'm proud of the way they played. We gotta make sure we clean up and eliminate some mistakes and keep making more positive plays going down the stretch. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way they fought. They're an improved team from last week. I'm proud of the way they worked last week. I'm proud of the improvement they made. we got to keep pushing on and making strides going forward. Obviously, we're going to a tough stretch right now with the division, so we can't afford to make these mistakes. Um, obviously, we're, we're anxious already to get back on the grass and stop working. Uh, we'll start immediately with watching the tape tonight as coaches, improve what we can. Then we'll fly back tomorrow and uh, get with the team on Wednesday. That being said, I'll open up.
0: So they did improve, and let's take a look at the box score because – it wasn't bad 17 17 to 9 they play the cowboys this this sunday and that could actually be a game to watch because cowboy if we beat the cowboys giants will go 1 and 4 and the cowboys will be 1 and 4 again crazy division and then the giants actually play the football team and then the eagles So, and then we play Tampa Bay, which will be a huge test. Then we play the divisional Washington football team and the Eagles again. So that's a huge plus. It's not really, you know, we got to play these great teams. We're playing bad teams in our division for the next four or so weeks. So here's the box score from yesterday. Daniel Jones, 23-36, to 190 yards. Zero touchdowns and one interception. Like I said, not his best, not his worst. Wayne Gowman, six carries, 45 yards. Devonta Freeman, 11 for 33. And Daniel Jones ran six for 45. So like I said, this wasn't the best performance that the Giants had, but they truly, again, they improved. They just got to find ways to score. And they they held the Rams to 50 rushing yards. Jared Goff, only one touchdown pass. That's improvement. That's truly improvement. So, we'll be right back, right after this commercial break, to discuss the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays.
2: story i'm like you i'm a son a husband a student a hard-working man and because of that i always look what's best for my family and me but first i have to feel that i'm reaching my goals and be happy doing what i love to do and when you do that believe me it feels like you own the world that's why i enrolled in the connecticut school of broadcasting the oldest group of communication schools in the country because for me there's no better way to learn that learn by doing with an intense hands-on training 11 campuses nationwide and strong ties to main media companies it will help you achieve your dreams and happiness call 1-800-TV-RADIO and start your life in this amazing and passionate world of broadcasting day and evening classes that fits your schedule are available i'm henry lopez i own the world now Thanks, Connecticut
0: School of Broadcasting. So we're back on the Doug Shravo Show. Actually, before we get into the Yankees and the Rays game one tonight, I just want to go over my week four picks. I went nine and five. I I had the Denver Broncos over the Jets. I chose, no, Denver defeated the Jets. I chose the Jets. Then I had Chicago over Indianapolis. Indianapolis won. I had Cincinnati over Jacksonville. Cincinnati won. And surprisingly, Cleveland beat Dallas. And I had I had Cleveland. New Orleans over Detroit I had. I had Tennessee over Pittsburgh. And I had Seattle over Miami. Tampa Bay over the Chargers. Ravens over Washington. I had Arizona over Carolina. Minnesota over Houston. I did have the Rams over the Giants. But I didn't think it would be like a 17-9 to game. I have the Chiefs over New England, but that game is on hold, as we know, due to COVID outbreak. Then I had the Buffalo Bills, who are going to run away with this division, over Las Vegas. And then I had the Niners over the Eagles, and tonight I have Green Bay over Atlanta. So we shall see how that goes. So tonight we have Game 1 of the American League Division Series. Blake Snell is on the mound tonight against Garrett Cole. It should be a great, great game. And that was a great win for the Yankees. They truly came back in Game 2. It was a 4 nothing lead. Then they came back, make it 4-4. And the Indians, they had a two outs, and they led the game 10-9 to and lost 11-10. So, it's honestly going to be a huge series. Three games, and then this series is going to be five games. Then we'll have the two-game sevens. So, I truly believe that if the Rays want to win this game, they have to score the first few runs. And the pitching... The pitching has to stop... Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu... Luke Voigt Giancarlo Stanton And tonight we have to find a way To get things started Against Garrett Cole Because scoring that first run Is going to be huge If we can score that first run Against a pitcher like Garrett Cole And take him off the rhythm We will win this game But we will most importantly Win this series because if you look at it last year, we could have won against the Houston Astros. We looked great in Game 3 and Game 4. Game 2 was a question mark. But when we faced Garrett Cole in Game 1 and Game 5, we couldn't have We couldn't hit the ball. So if you're looking at this game, you're like, ah, man, we could have won. We could have won game one if we got on goal. We could have won game five. We could have went to the LCS. And I think the Rays have what it takes to do it this year. Because the Yankees struggle. The Yankees struggle against Tampa Bay. It's been like that for years. And Blake Snell has had a great 2020 season bouncing back from last year. 55 innings pitch, 72 strikeouts, a 2.91 ERA, a whip of 1.13, and a batting average against is 2.14. So I'm looking at this, and I think he has what it takes to get this team a win. And Blake Snell is the first left-handed pitcher to post 9 plus Ks and a 1 tenths 1-0 hits in the game in postseason history. He is unbelievable right now. And I truly believe that if we win this game this is going to give us all the confidence to win this series. This is going to give us all the confidence. Because winning game 1 is very important. And I'm trying to find an interview for. uh, There was an interview for Blake Snell about starting tomorrow. Game one. And I don't remember if I saw it on Facebook. I don't remember where I saw it. But I'm trying to get it for you guys. But this is going to be a a great game for us. And if we find a way to win. I'm telling you. We are going to go on a run. We truly are. And when you look at the teams remaining in the AL, you have the A's and you have the Astros. We really want to beat the Houston Astros, especially after they knocked us out last year. That is what we want. And... This is a team where we're ready to win. This has been a long time coming. And this is the postseason schedule for the best of five. And this is the difference about this postseason. You're not traveling. They're going to be in San Diego. But there's no days off. This best of five series is going to be... October 5th, October 6th, October 7th, October 8th, October 9th. Think about that. No days off. No days off. So I think that could that's a plus for us. That is a plus. Because when you look at other teams, it is hard to play consecutive games. A lot of teams, they can't handle it. They truly can't. And I really think this is an advantage for the Rays. This is an advantage for us. And I love the fact that we're starting with Blake Snell. I truly love it. And other divisional games we have... Is the San Diego Padres versus the Los Angeles Dodgers... Miami Marlins versus the Atlanta Braves and we also have the Astros versus the A's so what we have is we have four teams from NL West NL East AL East NL West so we have the East and the West teams all the Central teams fell apart and those were tight division or races too so unfortunately I do not have the I do not have the audio for Blake Snell. I saw it yesterday. And I truly want to play it because I thought it was a great interview and I'm going to actually check Facebook right now for it because I did have that. And I'm just I'm just not sure where it went. And if you're looking at this Oakland A's team I thought they could have lost to the Chicago White Sox. And I think this is going to be a best-of-five series. This is going straight to Game 5. The A's are going to look to defeat the Astros. They want to show them that divisional race, that divisional crown wasn't a fluke. They truly want to win. And I think that the A's have what it takes to beat the Astros. But the Astros, they, they are on a roll right now. The way they came back against the Twins, but the Twins—they're just a—they uh, just melt down when it comes to postseason baseball. I—I th- I believe they lost 17 straight postseason games. 17 straight postseason games, and most of them came from the Yankees. You remember 2009? You could remember 2010, uh, 2019. A lot of struggles for this Twins baseball team. They look great in the regular season. They look great last year hitting all these home runs with Nelson Cruz, McGill Sano. they add in Josh Donaldson. And somehow, when it comes to the postseason, they collapse. When it comes to the postseason, they can't show up. You know, you could blame the manager, Rocco Baldetti. But when you look at this, it's year after year, so you can't really blame the manager. You could have blamed Ron Garden higher when he was with the Twins. This happens year after year. And you could look at this and be like, I don't understand it. I really don't. So we have plenty more to get to. And I still want that audio of Blake Snell. But we're going to discuss NBA Finals Game 3, NHL Offseason is Tuesday, Free Agency Friday. So if I can find this audio, I'll play it for you but unfortunately I do not have it right now and that's really bothering me because I thought it was a great interview I saw it on Facebook the other day I believe but I'm not really sure we'll be right back Riversiders, do you need a dentist that takes care of all phases of family and cosmetic dentistry and someone you can trust? Well, you do. In Gary Isolde, call 201-488-8228 or visit RiversideDentalHealth.com. Located on the opposite side of Riverside Square and Depot. That's RiversideDentalHealth.com at 201-488-8228. Johnson, get in here. You called, sir? I
3: thought I said I wanted that quarterly report on my desk for me when I walked in this morning. Where is it? Well, you see, sir, I was just about to have it done, and then my computer froze. And then it just shut off. Now nothing I do is working. Well, did you call geeks on site? Uh... Geeks on-site? I take that as a no. Geeks on-site offer fast on-site computer solutions. With their geeks being available 24-7, they can provide same-day service and can get you out of any jam at any time, like the one that you are currently in. But I have a Mac, sir on a PC. Geeks on site offer tech support for both Mac and PC. And if you were working in the office, the geeks can help you out with both commercial and residential tech support. And since I know now that you have no computer, go back to your desk and call Geeks on site at 877-215-5118. And in case your ears aren't working either, that number again is 877-215-5118.
0: So we are back on the Doug Survival show. NBA Finals game through was last night Miami Heat won 115 to 105 and I'm a LeBron fan cat fan and the one thing that I didn't like yesterday is they were down with like about 10 seconds left and he walked off of, he walked off of the court and that shows to me like you're not a team player you're mad that you're losing yes I, I'm an athlete I'd be mad that I'm losing but you wait for your team. But then everyone else followed. Everyone else followed. And I truly believe that, you know, LeBron wants this title more than anything. He truly wants it. And I think that was his frustrating for him. That was his frustration. And at the Year, everything we've been through as Americans... It hasn't stopped him from losing his focus. And you look at it. He truly wants this title more than any other title. Yes, he wanted his first. Yes, he wanted his first in Cleveland. But he truly wants this in his legacy. He truly wants to chase Jordan. And if you look at it, this is going to be an interesting series. Because if the Heat win Game 4 this is a different series but if the lakers win game four it is over lebron is not going to let the heat win another game lebron's not going to do lebron's not going to let jimmy butler take over lebron is going to stop the heat and win it in five and when you have anthony davis it's kind of tough to lose an nba finals That's just my opinion. I truly believe that the Lakers have what it takes to win this series in five. I truly think so. And... I'm going to play... There was a... Yeah, there's a LeBron quote of why he walked off yesterday. So, once I pull that up, I will play it for you. And... Hold on. Well, here's the I saw it too. This is really this is I mean, hold on. Walk off court interview. Here we go. Degree in the cabinet. So LeBron he he said it. You know, I'm pissed, but he also said something like I thought the game was over. You should know the time you know as an athlete i pay attention to the time but here's lebron's post game interview
4: about just the, the general way the team was playing and the turnovers that, that that
0: surprised you and how did that how did that play out for the rest of the game now
4: i mean we know that we can't turn the ball over versus this team um, they're they're very active defensively and um, it starts with myself being the, the, the starting point guard of the team, you know, having five first half turnovers, um, eight total for the game is, is uh, can't do that, obviously, um, because it gives them more possessions. It doesn't allow us to set our defense. And uh, they're uh, really, really good um, offensively. So just can't turn the ball over versus that team. And I'll take uh, I'll take full responsibility for that.
0: You've had a 40-point triple-double in the finals before. Uh, just wondered what you thought of Jimmy's effort tonight and how you guys need to defend him uh, better or differently in game uh, game four.
4: Uh, I thought Jimmy was phenomenal. Um, you know, he did everything that, that they needed for him to do tonight, and he came through big time in a big-time game. And uh, we'll watch the film and see ways we can be better uh, going into game four. But uh, I thought he was great.
5: LeBron, Anthony got into some foul trouble early um, and had a little trouble getting going. Uh, how much, what did you see happening with him? And uh, yeah, I mean, just that, what did you see happening with him?
4: I mean, you just said it. Um, he got into some foul trouble. And, um, you know, they even, you know, one of the shots that he made when he had four fouls, they still tried to slide up underneath him and get a, a get him a fifth and a third. So, you know, I think it, you know, the foul trouble made him a little passive, you know, because he wanted to be out on the floor, but he couldn't be his aggressive self you know, um, offensively and defensively. Um, so, we, you know, uh, I think the foul slowed
0: him down a lot tonight. So that's LeBron on the game, and this is him on why he walked off of the court.
1: it pretty fun when you and Jimmy play against each other over the years. Would you say that you enjoy playing against him? You respect playing against him? Where is your level and, and sort of
5: emotions toward him as you go against him? over and over in different teams, different cities.
4: Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, one of the best competitors we have in our game. And, um, you know, we love that opportunity. You know, like I said, for me personally, I don't know how many more opportunities I'm going to have. So, um, you know, to be able to uh, go against a fierce competitor like that, it's um, something I'll look back on when I'm down playing. But, like, I miss those moments. I don't we'll take the last two with Will on Zoom.
1: All right, thank you. Uh, Bill Plashke. Yeah, LeBron, when you walked off the court with about 10 seconds left, was that frustration or did you think the game was over? Uh, both. All right, last one, Melissa Roland.
0: So how can, I get you could say it's both, but you know when the game's over, you'll hear the buzzer. And that's just, to me, a little silly. And... If I was LeBron, I would have waited to the final horn to walk off. I can understand you're frustrated and lost. But knowing LeBron, this is going to change everything. I guarantee you the Lakers will win this series in five. Because of what just happened, he is going to win this series in five. And you can write it down. Lakers in five. Unless Miami, Jimmy Butler, they win game four then I think it's gonna go seven and Miami's gonna somehow win in seven. So we have more to get to, we're gonna discuss the NHL offseason, season, draft Tuesday and free agency Friday. We will be right back right after this commercial break. I'm Doug Serravo and boy did I hate wasting hours on papers. I knew I had to make my hobby a reality. I love interviewing athletes and doing podcasts in my kitchen. Now I'm on to bigger things as the Connecticut School of Broadcasting offers studio time. If you enter CSB, you will have the opportunity to learn how to run a control room, edit highlights, direct a newscast, and even create logs for a radio show. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting gives you the chance for success. Visit gocsv.com for more information on how you can receive a radio tour. Gocsv.com So the NHL offseason is underway. Tampa Bay is celebrating their world title. Now all we need is a Tampa Bay Rays world title. And who knows a Tampa Bay Buccaneers world title. That would be unbelievable. NHL draft is tomorrow. Devils are at 7. But the one thing that I'm hearing is that the New Jersey Devils will be moving two of their first round picks. Probably 17 and 19. And I'm really hearing—I don't know if it's true or not—but I'm hearing Mikhail Shcherbachev may be on the move to New Jersey. And honestly, if that's the case, I would love that. I would love to have that D. I would truly love that, and to have him next to PK or however you want to make the lines Lindy Ruff, whatever he want to do, whatever he want to do. I'd be happy having him on the defense. But how much does Tampa Bay want? This is a young guy, won a Stanley Cup, definitely impacted them to do it. So, if I'm the Devils, what do we do? Seven, we have to get someone. Now, I think Jamie Dry still end up going four. And there's rumors that the Devils are going to try to draft Askarov, But I'm hoping they get H- H- Holtz. So there's a lot of moves that the Devils have to make this offseason. Free agency. There's goaltenders out there. I don't know what we're going to do with Corey Schneider. There were rumors that he would be bought out, but we haven't heard that yet. Henrik Lundqvist. One of the best goalies of my lifetime is a free agent. For the first time ever. Does a team like Colorado, Edmonton, go after him? We don't know. Robin Leonard. He signed a contract extension with the... Tampa uh Vegas Golden Knights and it was a 5 year 25 million contract. He finally has a home. You know, he's done the one year one year contracts. And this is a huge move for him. And he's someone I truly respect. I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for Rob Leonard I'm just going to get emotional thinking about it, because he's came a long way from his depression, his mental illness. He came back, won the Bill Mastering Trophy for Perseverance, took the Islanders to the postseason, took the starting job away from Marc-Andre Fleury. So now there's a question in the air with Marc-Andre Fleury. Can Marc-Andre Fleury do something? We're not sure. So, there's a lot that the Devils have to do this upcoming offseason. Do they move down in the draft? Do they trade seven for maybe two, three, or four? We really don't know. Um, They brought in Mark Recchi as an assistant coach. Tom Fitzgerald's the GM. And he has a lot on the table to do. The draft, the free agency... And this is what Tom Fitzgerald had to say in one of the Devil's media availabilities. You can find it on YouTube. They have interviews with Quentin Byfield, Jamie Drysdale, Jack Jack Quinn. It looks like so. There's a lot of moves that the Devils have to do to get this team back to where they belong. So here's a quick clip of Tom Fitzgerald.
1: Foremost, the obvious is the the, the picks picking. Pick, picking future devils um, using those picks uh, to to enhance our, our cupboard of you know prospects that we feel are are, are growing um, good prospects um, young they're all in the same age bracket um, and just uh, you know watch them be able to grow together so that's one using those picks two is, is using the picks to improve our team and um, you know, looking at the present, but also with an eye on the future too. Someone who is is controllable, somebody who you know fits a need, um, and then discusses is that one of these picks, particularly the last two, um, is it worth is it worth that? You know, is it worth um, the 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 price of um, what a first round pick may be uh, this year versus past years you know i think i think the prices are a little different this year i think they um because of the financial situation we're in the cap um potentially teams uh, financial stress um does a does a first round pick get you a play like that or is it is it something of a combination value um those are the things i'm trying to, to figure out as i talk to teams on is it worth it um But at the very least, it's probably uh, extremely important um, is is making these picks and and using them to continue to add to the the future of this organization.
0: So the Devils are 7, 9, and 17. 7, 17, and 19. There are rumors that they are going to try and trade 17 and 19 for a player, whether it's Mikhail, Mikhail Sergeyev, there's a lot of picks that they could do. I mean, there's someone that I would hope that the Devils get. And that's Jamie Drysdale. He's a right-handed defenseman. And he had a draft interview on the Devils YouTube channel. Um, and once we get to his his uh, interview, I'll play it for you. But I think if he falls out seven, he's someone I want to go after. But I truly think he'll be at number four and this is what he had to say during this draft interview on the Devils YouTube channel.
5: Um, in regards to the process with Detroit so far, I've uh, had uh, a few calls with them and, uh, you know, with their staff and management, and I think uh, they've gone well. I think they, uh, the main purpose was to kind of just try and get through me more as a player, just ask me some, some questions that they might not have gotten to ask me during the year and, and things uh, regarding my my style and what I think I can do on the ice and, and, uh, you know, kind of what type of person I am off the ice. So, uh, you know, I think it's been a pretty smooth process. I think it's been a, a good one as well, but, uh, you know, uh, so just kind of waiting to see what happens with that on draft day. And then, uh, yeah, in regards to my style and, um, NHL defenseman now, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's pretty hard to, uh, look away from the, the three young D and Miro Heiskin and Kale McCarran, uh, Quinn Hughes in the in the NHL right now, who have kind of been putting on a show in these playoffs and, uh, you know, for high school, and he's still doing so. So I think, uh, you know, just how, how they uh, control the play of the confidence they have and, and possess and the skill that they have, I think is really something, uh, you know, pretty cool. And uh, I hope to kind of follow in their footsteps.
0: So this is going to be an interesting few days, the next few weeks, perhaps. And,. The Devils, they really have to go after someone at 7 that can change this franchise 17-19. Whether it's trading those two picks for someone already developed as an NHL star. Chergichev will be the answer, maybe. But it all depends on what we can do moving forward with the cap. But better yet, will Chergichev stay in New Jersey? But I think he actually signed an extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he has maybe six or or seven years left on his contract. I'm not really sure. And if that's the case, I'd be happy to take him. So he has three years left on a $5 million contract. He's a restricted free agent this year. So he may be a free agent. I'm not sure. Yes, says three years. Yeah, he's a uh, RFA. So I guess maybe all, all based on all based on a contract, but that was a rumor that the Devils were trying to go after him, or maybe in free agency. So it all depends. Devils have a lot on the table. There's a lot of free agents out there. If they want to bring in a goalie like Braden Holpe to help Mackenzie Blackwood. Don't take all the pressure on him. Take all the pressure off of him and don't keep it on him. Because if you look at it, Corey Schneider, who knows? Great goalie, great guy, injuries hurt him. And if you could have someone that's in there that's healthy, maybe McKenzie plays 50 games, Braden plays 30, it could all work out. So I truly believe, I truly believe that the Devils have to do something that could change this franchise. This is the right step. Three first-round picks. You could trade one of them. You could trade two of them. So, it all all depends what Tom wants to do, what Lindy wants to do. Because this is a... The time for the Devils is right now to change. If they don't have a successful offseason, the Devils are going to be in the same position for many years. Rangers, we'll talk about them on a different day. But they have the first pick. They have the cap. And... What can I say? Rangers are far ahead of us. So now it's time for my final thoughts segment. And normally I ask the guys a question, but I'm just going to do a quick a quick recap of what I believe needs to change in sports. And what I mean by that is not really change, but moving forward. I'm going to just go with Major League Baseball. And I love this playoff format. Now, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, the reason why there's actually no days off for this postseason is because of the bubble. So, I think next year, moving forward, when you can have fans, hopefully, what I want to see is the same playoff format. I want to see eight teams from each league. Because you have a team that could win 90 games and miss the postseason. We've seen that for many years. So I love the eighteen playoff picture picture. And moving forward, I want that to happen next year. I like the eighteen playoff format. I like when you have teams like the Marlins in the postseason, the Padres, teams that haven't haven't been there in years. So that's what I want next year moving forward and obviously there will be the days off in when you have fans so this was a great show unfortunately Brandon and Madison couldn't be here due to scheduling because we're going out tonight to watch the Rays defeat the New York Yankees and unfortunately the audio screwed up because I guess they took down the interview or whatever the case may be but I thought this was a great show it's going to be on my podcast today this is going to be live on YouTube, my Facebook account So if you guys want to watch it, feel free. But again, great show. We discussed the Jets, the Giants. And who knows? Maybe we'll do this every... We could do this every Monday. And then I'll have a show with Brandon and Madison. Or Jeffrey. Whoever wants to come on. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll do the single podcast for, for a while. So you guys have something to listen to. Have something to watch. But I thought this was a great show. I want to have... I want to be able to get the audios, though, that I plan to give you guys. Because I did see the interview yesterday of Blake Snell. And somehow it disappeared today. But, again, I thought this was a great show. We got a mic set up now. Camera set up. Again, Robert Broadcasting, my producer, James. Great job, as always. So, I really like the show. And hopefully we have more guests in the future. Alright? Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week.